0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 28th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. At the beginning of the year, we taught a series on the miracles of Jesus, and we went through every miracle that Jesus performed in the new covenant while he was in the land of the living. And I believe it was a tremendous blessing to people. Now I'm doing a series on the parables. This is actually part 105. So 105 messages so far. I'm trying to get as many parables done uh, as we get ready to close out the year so yesterday i introduced you to a parable it's the parable of the unforgiving servant and i dealt with this topic of unforgiveness and how God wants us to forgive I'm going to flow in that same vein if you haven't watched yesterday's message please watch it because I believe that it's a it's a key like this message will build on that one but forgiveness is a key attribute of God and how we're supposed to reflect and represent God in this world. The title of today's message is The Art of Letting Go. <laughs> Put in the chat, I master the art of letting it go, transforming pain into freedom. As you, as you learn how to let go so that you can lay hold of what God has for you next, some people can't lay hold of what God has for them because they refuse to let go of the past. As you learn how to let it go, you will experience the power of God and your pain will be transformed into freedom. Get ready to receive what God is about to release in your life. All right, so we're going to learn some stuff about uh, letting it go, about relationships. As a matter of fact, at our church right now, we're in the middle of a series called Link Up, and uh, we're teaching about relationships, about connections, about linking up one with another, about how much we need one another. And my wife is teaching Bible study tonight. So if you're part of um, the Woodbridge campus, BCMI Woodbridge, uh, we'll see you tonight in person. But if not, then you can go to uh, VCMI.org, um, click on the Woodbridge campus. I'll mean, tell you what, an easier way to find the live stream, just go to YouTube and and put in the word in the, the letters VCMIVA. So search for youtube.com forward slash VCMIVA, and we'll be live streaming at 7 p.m. Um, what what I believe the, Lord, the word that the Lord has given Isabella on this topic, I believe, is going to be a blessing to a lot of people. So you should check that out. So let's get into it. Psalms 126 and verse 4. The Bible says, this is a scripture we've been looking at all year. Let's take a look at it before we get into the parable. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We've been looking at this because we believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us, and, and we do need to be refreshed and restored in this area. If you have a dry area in your heart, probably because of bitterness or malice or unforgiveness or anger, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you and restore you and revive you and wash that pain away. You ready? Let's get into the message. So this is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18. This is found in Matthew chapter 18, uh, beginning at verse 21 all the way down to verse 35. Peter approached Jesus and said, "Well, hey Jesus, I got a question for you. You know, I know you're big on forgiveness. How many times do I have to forgive somebody? Like, what if somebody keeps offending me? (laughs) Like, what if somebody like you know what I'm saying? You know, how many times do I have to forgive somebody? Seven times? Like Peter was like, man, seven is like." You gotta be crazy. Like seven is like ridiculous. That's a that's a massive number. Seven times, and Jesus is like, no, not seven times, Peter. How about seventy times seven? And he he didn't mean like count four ninety. No, no. He was like, no. The, let me give you a lesson on forgiveness. Matter of fact, let me tell you a story. There once was a king who had servants, and the servants had borrowed money from the king. And one day, the king decided to settle the accounts from the royal treasury. So as he began the process, it came to his attention that one of his servants had borrowed a billion dollars with a B, B, billion, one billion dollars. So he summoned the servant and he says, hey man, I need you to pay me what you owe. And the servant says, oh, to the king, I'm unable to pay the debt right now. Um, And so the king said, okay, fine. Um, He ordered his people to grab him and says, okay, let's make him a slave, Uh, get his wife, get his children, make them a slave. Uh, get all of their possessions, and let's sell them as slaves. Let's sell their houses. Let's sell all of their possessions. This dude had borrowed a billion dollars, so he had a lot of stuff. He said, sell everything. Let's see how much money we can recoup. But the servant, through his face, uh, his he fell down on the ground with his, with his face down at the master's feet, and he begged for mercy. He said, please be patient with me. Just give me more time And I will repay you what I owe you. Remember, this came because Jesus um, and Peter asked, how many times do I need to forgive somebody? So upon hearing this, the king said, okay, he had compassion on his servant. And he says, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to sell you as a slave. I'm not going to take all your stuff. As a matter of fact, your billion dollar debt is forgiven. Here's supernatural debt cancellation. I'm just going to forgive the whole debt. And so he was like, for real? He's like, yeah, for real, for real. He's like, oh my God, thank you, sir. So no sooner did that servant leave after being forgiven of a billion dollar debt than he saw somebody who owed him $20,000. And so he grabbed that dude, slammed him up against the wall, put his arm on his throat and started choking him and said, you better pay me right now. And the guy did the same thing that he had did. He, He fell down on his knees. He put his face to the ground. He was at his feet. He started begging for mercy. I can't pay. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. But the one who had his debt forgiven, he didn't want to forgive. And so he had this man thrown into prison. He said, no, you're going to go to jail and you're going to stay in jail until you're able to pay me the $20,000. Well, somebody saw that. You know how it is. Jokers be like, you know, people are nosy. Somebody saw that. And when they saw that, they went and told the king. And And the Bible says they told him the whole story. So the king said, bring that joker back to me. So they bring him back. And the king says, you scoundrel? is this the way you respond to my mercy? Like like the mercy of God has been extended to you. How are you supposed to respond to this mercy? You're supposed to extend that mercy to other people because you begged me. I forgave you. I forgave you of a massive debt, a billion dollars. Why didn't you show that same mercy to the, somebody who, who owed you $20,000? So in a fury of anger, the king turned over to the prison guards and said, grab this man, and I want you to torture him until he repays the debt. Of course, he's not going to be able to repay it. So he's going to be tortured forever. And in the same way, Jesus said, your heavenly father will deal with you if you do not release forgiveness from your heart towards your fellow believer. That's what Jesus said. Oh my God. So what does this mean for you today? Y'all ready? This is, this is good. I have six things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these six things, you know what I need you to do? I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Six things. Number one, here we go. Forgiveness as a reflection of God's sovereignty. Let's talk about the sovereignty of God for a minute and as it relates to forgiveness. When you recognize that God has a plan, right, that ultimately God sits on the circle of the earth, God made plans for you, God made plans for other people, and ultimately God is the God of justice and recompense, Right, God says in His word, "Don't I don't want you to go and get revenge? You know, <laughs> justice and recompense belong to me. Revenge is mine," says the Lord. So when you know that God is the one, He's the God of justice and recompense. He's the one that's going to make sure that people reap a harvest on whatever they sow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. So if you believe that, then it releases you from the need for personal vengeance. He's like, okay, I'll let God deal with him. Like Either they'll repent and God will restore them, or they won't and God will deal with them. But either way, it's not on me. It's not Either way, it's not up to me, right? I'm not God. How about I'm just going to run my race. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive them. I'm going to let them go, and I'm going to keep stepping. Forgiveness is an act of faith. You are trusting the justice of God and his perfect judgment. You are trusting that God is going to deal with people the way that God deals with people. He could forgive them. He could restore them like he's done to you. Or maybe they're so stubborn and hard-headed and stiff-necked that he'll deal with them a different way. But either way, it's not on you. Either way, it's on God. Put in the chat, it's not even on me. Put in the chat, God is the God of justice and recompense. It's not about you, it's about him. Forgiveness acknowledges that God can bring good even out of the most painful situations. So you trust God to do only what to only what God can do, right? You're like, you know what? This has been a painful situation. I'm not going to seek vengeance I'm not going to seek recompense. I'm not going to seek to get them back. You know, I'm going to just let it go. I'm going to seek healing. I'm going to seek peace. I'm going to seek my future and God will deal with those people. Surrendering your hurts to God allows him to work healing and restoration in you while he will also deal with the other people. So you, you got to trust that God will do what God will do. And that's not up to you. Put in the chat. It's just not up to me. It's, it's not about you. Forgiveness is a declaration that you trust God's plan. Forgiveness is a is a declaration that, that God can deal with retribution if retribution needs to be exacted. It's not on you to do retribution. If God wants to do it, then God will do it and God will deal with them the way that God deals with them. Now, if God forgives them and they get restored, don't get mad because God has done the same thing for you like a gazillion times. So just let God do what God does. It frees us from the burden of being the judge and the jury. Put in the chat. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. It, 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 you're not the one that has to decide what happens with other people's actions. That's not up to you. Get out of people's business, right? Well, wait a minute. Why hasn't God, wait a minute, why we, girl, did you know, did you see? Hey man, did, stop. Stop. Just chill, man. Let people like like God is God. God sees it. God sees it. Don't act like God does. God sees what's going on, and God is gonna deal with them however God deals with them. That's not up to you. (laughs) Stop wasting cycles on that, right? It frees you from the burden of being the judge and the jury. You are not the judge and the jury. Through forgiveness, you honor God's command to love, and I love it. My pastor, Tony Brazelton, my spiritual father, reminds us all the time that God is the one who controls outcomes. Just, just, Just trust the fact that God is moving pieces around on the chessboard, and God controls outcomes. Put in the chat, God is the one who controls outcomes, not you. Number two, forgiveness as a path to personal freedom. See, unforgiveness is a self-imposed prison. Forgiveness sets us free. People that are walking around with bitterness and unforgiveness and malice in their heart, it just makes them bitter and angry, and it is a self-imposed prison. You are walking around with all of this in your heart because you're doing it to yourself. You can let it go at any time. At any time you can let it go. The power of the Holy Spirit will let will help you let it go. Put in the chat, I learned how to let it go. I master the art of letting it go. Holding on to grudges will hold you bound to your past. Forgiveness opens the door to the future. You can put that in the chat too. Forgiveness is opening the door to my future. Forgiveness, I let it go so I can lay hold of what God has for me next. I'm not gonna just live my life in the past. Forgiveness is a choice. And this choice leads to emotional and spiritual healing and liberation. Forgiveness is not about condoning the offense. So when I forgive somebody, I'm not saying what they did is right. It's just just releasing the power of that thing over me. When I don't let it go, I'm letting that thing rule and lord over me. I'm allowing that thing to hold me and it's holding my present and my future prisoner. Right, so I gotta let it go. I'm not saying that what they did is right. I'm just saying I'm not gonna let it mess up my my today nor my tomorrow. I'm not gonna let let it mess up my now or my next. <laughs> no, the devil is a lie. Jesus is a Messiah. I'm gonna let it go. Forgiveness is a gift. It, it's it, it frees us. Listen, they're not that serious. They're not. I'm not gonna. They're not that important. At the end of the day, I'm not gonna let them mess up my today and my tomorrow. I'm not gonna let them mess up my now and my next. i no. What they did to me, it was messed up. Oh well right? At the end of the day, I have the grace for it. God, you will deal with them. I let them go in my heart. I'm not going to let it mess up my now. I'm not going to let it mess up my next. Say amen to that. So it's a gift that you give yourself. Put in the chat, forgiveness is a gift that I give myself. I'm letting myself go so I can go. I reclaim my my peace. I'm picking up my peace. I'm not going to leave my peace nowhere. Uh, uh, through, through forgive in, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus sent the disciples out real quick, uh, I, I talked about this on Patreon last night, when he sent them out, he said that some places you go where if they receive you, you release peace and blessing over them. If they don't receive you, pick up your peace, shake the dust off of your sandals and keep stepping. What you don't want to do is leave your peace somewhere. What you don't want to do is allow somebody who has uh, offended you or done something wrong to you, and now you left your peace there, and now you don't have peace because of what they did to you. You better go pick up your peace. No, no, no. Let them go. Forgive them. Let them go. Pick up your peace so you can keep stepping. Do not allow anyone to hold your peace hostage just because of what they did to you. The, no no the devil is a liar. Number 3. Forgiveness, the role of forgiveness in spiritual growth. Man, first of all, let me just say I'm te- I'm I'm watching the chat. The chat is there's a lot going on in the chat. That's great. But this is some good stuff right now. I I'm, I'm being blessed by it. Anyway, number 3. The role of forgiveness in spiritual growth. Forgiveness is a key component to you becoming a mature Christian. It develops it helps us to develop qualities like compassion, patience and understanding. Forgiveness is a reflection of Christ-like character. When we forgive, we are are representing Jesus in this world. We're doing what Jesus would do. It's an exercise of humility. It's a reliance on God's strength. Forgiveness is is a step towards walking in the fullness of the life that Christ Jesus died to give us. When we genuinely forgive somebody, genuinely, we take an incremental step to be more and more like Jesus. When when Jesus was on the cross, there were people who were saying, crucify him, crucify him. And as he looked at these faces, I often think about this. He's looking at faces that are saying, crucify him. And some of these faces are the same people who just a few days earlier were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, and laying down palm branches. And instead of saying, what? Calling down fire from heaven, like which is what some of you may want to do. That's not what Jesus did. Jesus said, forgive them, Father. They don't even know what they do. They're doing if they knew any better, they wouldn't do that. If they knew any better, they would leave me alone. Their poison can't stop my purpose. But if they knew any better, they would leave me alone. That's the thing. Like if you once you know that God's hand is on you and in you and with you and for you, you're like, you know what? If they knew any better, they would leave me alone. Lord, forgive them. They can't stop me anyway. I let them go in my heart. Same into that. Number four, forgiveness in complex situations. Okay, now well, let's get to the nitty gritty. Four, five, and six is gonna be a little bit heavier. Some situations require ongoing forgiveness, it's not always a one time act. So, forgiveness in these cases, you gotta be led by the Holy Spirit, especially when we're talking about cases of abuse or deep betrayal in those cases, you may need professional counseling, right? I'm not a counselor. Let's just be clear about this. If you need to go talk to somebody, you need to go talk to somebody. It's important to seek God's wisdom in complex situations. Forgiveness is still the requirement from God, right? You still got to forgive them, but forgiveness does not mean, newsflash, forgiveness does not mean you have to stay in a harmful situation forgiveness does not mean you have to stay in a toxic situation. Forgiveness does not mean you have to subjugate yourself to abuse. So sometimes the most loving action is the Holy Spirit will lead you to forgive and then love people from afar. Listen, from a distance. Forgiveness is a process. It will take, in these cases, it takes patience. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes a lot of stuff. So God understands the struggles. That's why he gives us the grace to do it. But let me be clear that you can forgive, but that doesn't mean you have to stay in a situation that's not good for you. Number five, forgiveness and the journey of emotional healing. Forgiveness is often a critical step, a crucial step in the process of you being healthy emotionally, right? In emotional healing. For you to be healthy on the inside in your soul, there are some people you're going to have to let go and forgive. You can't be healthy holding on. You can't get I like to, my pastor, uh, my spiritual father, Tony Brazelton says, you can't get relationships wrong and ministry right, right? Ministry requires you getting relationships right. It's all about people. So you got to learn how to let things go. Now, that doesn't mean you have to expose yourself to toxic people. It just means you got to let go of the hurt and you got to let go of the pain. And letting go of the hurt, letting go of the pain doesn't mean you're minimizing it. It doesn't mean that, oh, it didn't happen. No, it really happened. And this thing was really messed up, and what they did to me was really jacked up. But I'm still going to let it go. So, and emotional healing may require time, you know. But you got to spend time, meditate, meditate on God's word. The process of healing will take place as you spend time with the Holy Spirit. So, let me say this: forgiveness does not mean that you are invalidating your pain, right? I, I, I'm actually acknowledging the pain. I'm, I'm acknowledging that what they did was terrible. I'm acknowledging that what happened to you. Come here baby, what happened to you was wrong. What happened to you was terrible, but you still in your heart have to let it go. Like for you to be healthy, for you to give a gift to you, you got to let it go. You got to let them go. You got to free them in your heart. Now, that doesn't mean you got to expose yourself to them. It just means that you got to give you the gift. You got to give yourself the gift of forgiveness so you can let it go so that you can then you know be able to share this powerful testimony with other people. Number 6, the last point for today. I kind of shared a little bit about this yesterday, but I'm a flow in this vein as I close. The balance between forgiveness and boundaries. So, forgiveness does not mean forgetting, right? I mean, you're still going to know that, that it happened, and it doesn't mean that you have to ignore the, hard, that, the harm that was done. Listen, there was harm that was done. This thing really happened. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do... Is I'm going to acknowledge that it happened, but I'm also going to acknowledge the fact that God is bigger than that, and that God has forgiven me a much, and I'm going to forgive people of much. And as I move forward, I believe that God is going to heal my heart, but that doesn't mean that if this other person is unrepentant, I'm going to allow them to continue to do it to me. Setting boundaries is a form of self-care, and it is also the wisdom of God. Jesus taught about love and forgiveness, but Jesus also taught about discernment and how we have to have discernment in relationships. Jesus stood in front of people and said, "In love, my father and your father are not the same father. Your father is the devil." <laughs> the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies and he's your father. Jesus was like, "Look, I'm not going to sus- be susceptible to you." Like I mean like he he understood. He had discernment in relationships. There were some people that Jesus was like, no, these people are not good. They are toxic and Jesus didn't connect with them. So Jesus had the the 5000, Jesus had the 70, Jesus had the 12, Jesus had the 3, but then those people that Jesus never formed a relationship with. They were people that were not good. So there everybody's not good for you. Everybody's not good for your journey. Healthy boundaries help us to interact with other people from a position of strength and from a position of peace. I'm able to interact with other people from a position of strength and peace. There are people that are good for me and there are people that are not. Even those people that are not, I can interact with them because I have boundaries set up. I'm not going to allow them to hurt me because I'm not going to allow them to get that close. See, see, forgiveness with boundaries is not a contradiction. It's wisdom. It's biblical wisdom. We can extend grace to other people. Watch this. I'm extending grace to you while at the same time, I'm maintaining my spiritual well-being. I am stewarding my soul. I'm extending grace to you while at the same time, I'm stewarding my soul. I'm stewarding what I need for inner peace. I'm stewarding what I need to make sure that I'm healthy on the inside. One of the reasons why I feel led to teach on this is because I know personally that the devil manipulates people and it frustrates me to no end. The devil, I was talking to somebody not too long ago, I was coaching them, they're part of Patreon, and they said, well, Rick, the reason why I'm still, you know, trying to make this work is because you said, you know, I keep hearing, well, Rick said, you got to forgive. No, 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 no. Don't misconstrue what I said. Don't misconstrue what the Bible says, right? The Bible says forgive. That's one thing. But that doesn't mean that you have to keep exposing yourself to abuse. And so what the devil does is the devil will manipulate you. The, de- the devil causes Christians to wallow in guilt and shame and condemnation after they have forgiven someone. Because after they have forgiven them, then the devil says, now you got to let them back in. No, you don't have to give them the same spot in your life, you don't have to give them the same access. Just because you forgave them doesn't mean that you have to give them the same access again. No. The more you mature in Christ, the more you realize that some people just don't like you, and some people are not good for you. Therefore, it is imperative that you do not harbor... Watch this. While it is imperative that you do not harbor bitterness or malice or unforgiveness towards anybody, it is imperative that you let them go. It is imperative that you forgive them. It is also imperative that you be led by the Holy Spirit, that you use divine discernment concerning what role, if any, they should have in your life. I have to let them go, but I do not have to let them back in, right? And so I have to let them go. I have to release them, but I need to seek discernment concerning what role, if any, they should have in my life. If you don't operate in discernment, the devil can manipulate you. And cause you to stay in a toxic relationship just because you're a Christian. The devil would say, You're a Christian, you're supposed to forgive. Yeah, you're a Christian and you're supposed to forgive, but you're not required to give access to everyone. You're, you're not required to give access to your life to everybody. If you don't have boundaries, the devil would just run roughshod over your life and the devil will steal your peace. So, as I close, please be quick to forgive. Make sure you let it go. Don't hold on to grudges. Give yourself the gift of forgiveness so you can let it go and you can be healed in your heart. But then exercise divine discernment, being led by the Holy Spirit concerning who you should have in your life. There are some people that are just not, not everyone who is with you is for you. There are some people that are not good for you. And so The Holy Spirit will lead you concerning who to let in and who to maintain at a distance so that you can be the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Say amen to that. Oh my God, this was some good stuff today. This is a message you might need to listen to again or share on on your social media. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Let's do it by faith. Say, Father, this is a season. Of refreshing and restoring for me. You have shown me the path to forgiveness. I acknowledge your plan. I trust your perfect judgment. So today I choose to release any chains of unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment. I refuse to let anything hold me captive. I walk in the freedom of forgiveness. I reflect your character and you give me divine discernment, knowing the balance between forgiving and setting boundaries. You help me to discern situations where I need to protect my heart while I'm extending grace. So I seek your wisdom in navigating complex relationships and I trust that you will lead me towards emotional healing and spiritual growth. I declare that as I walk in forgiveness, I am growing like Christ. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it, and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not get my notes? You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, sign up. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do it right now. Like and subscribe. So listen, do two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.